0: Welcome to MMC Radio, brought to you by Maine Medical Center, Maine's
1: leader in patient care, education, and research, all centered around you. Here is our host, Melanie Cole. Menopause and perimenopause can affect women at different times, and the symptoms and signs can be different for everyone. Some of them can be quite confusing and can affect the quality of your life. My guest today is Dr. Daniel Spratt. He's a reproductive endocrinologist in infertility and research at Maine Medical Partners Women's Health. Welcome to the show, Dr. Spratt. Tell us a little bit about, first, let's start with perimenopause. Some of the symptoms, how do we know that we're In perimenopause, at what age do women generally start?
0: So usually it's a fairly large span between age 45 and 55, you know, average being about 51. So any time in there. Uh, And you can usually tell that uh, uh, maybe 60% of uh, women will have symptoms other than stopping periods. So most common thing is periods becoming less frequent and eventually stopping.
1: Okay, so 51, I myself am 51, and okay. when you notice these things, maybe a little more bloating than you used to have, or really heavy periods, and then no period at all for a month, is that the time to go see your doctor? Is there a reason to go see your doctor when you're in perimenopause?
0: Yeah, the, uh, there is definitely a reason, but not for everyone. So the major reason is if you have bothersome symptoms, whether it's the irregular periods or heavy periods or hot flushes, night sweats... Uh, to uh, review options for relief of those symptoms.
1: And are there some ways that you can recommend relief of those symptoms other than what we typically... Is that the time that women go on hormone replacement therapy in PERI, or do you usually wait for menopause to kick in before we start looking at those kinds of things?
0: Uh, Consideration of therapy is definitely timed with the appearance of symptoms, so you don't have to wait until your periods are gone.
1: What do you tell women who ask you about the side effects of HRT, and and they're worried about the risk of breast cancer and those sorts of things? What do you tell women?
0: Well, I I go through one at a time, and as you point out, the the top fear is breast cancer, so I usually focus on that. And there's a lot of information on uh, what the actual risks are of breast cancer, uh, so. In perimenopause, a typical 50-year-old woman has a lifetime risk, if she doesn't have a first-degree relative, a lifetime risk of about 10% of developing breast cancer. For the first four years of combined hormone replacement therapy, estrogen, progestin, that risk is not affected. It doesn't go up. But if you go beyond that, there's a slight lifetime risk of breast cancer going from 10% for the rest of your life to 12% for the rest of your life.
1: How long does it take to go through perimenopause before you enter menopause? And how do you know the difference?
0: Well, the uh, the major difference is total lack of periods. Uh, so uh, to go from having irregular periods to no periods can be anywhere from uh, two months to a year, typically. For some women, it can be longer than that. Uh, and um, for the length of... Uh, Symptoms symptoms can persist anywhere from a few months to lifetime. So you can have symptoms well after perimenopause, or they can be, or you can have no symptoms at all.
1: Do you give women any recommendation in dealing with their symptoms and the weight gain that seems to be associated with this?
0: The well, the first is that any any of these hormone therapies that uh, you use for treating symptoms. Are not associated with a further weight gain, so they're safe in that respect. Um, and so, as far as weight management, it's the you know active uh, physical lifestyle and eating sensibly as uh, you know are, are, are the main tools.
1: Are the mood swings? normal because we've heard jokes about them for years and in the media and even women just going through their monthly cycle. But in menopause, they say our personalities change and we have these huge mood swings. Are those normal?
0: I think they're frequent. I think that uh, sometimes they can be exaggerated and uh, you don't want to blame too much on uh, mood swings, but they can certainly be bothersome. How much they're related to menopause or other things, uh, it, it's hard to tell, uh, but it, uh, it justifies a trial of treatment to see if hormone replacement helps them. And two or three months of treatment, which is quite safe, can help tell which of these symptoms may actually be related to perimenopause.
1: As our bodies change, Dr. Spret, so many things change while that's happening. Our breasts get more tender. Maybe we're suffering vaginal dryness, any of these things. So what therapies do you recommend for women to deal with some of these?
0: Well, it's, uh, it'll be different therapies, uh, you know, according to the different symptoms, of course. Um, there are the hormone therapies, which are the most common ones to uh Help out. Um, uh, That varies anywhere from if you're having heavy irregular periods with some breast tenderness to potentially suppress the system for a few months with birth control pills, to the very very low dose uh, hormone replacement therapies that are used for um, the hot flushes, night sweats, and vaginal dryness. So there's a lot of options that can be really individualized, customized for each woman.
1: If we choose not to go on hormone replacement. Tell us a little bit about the physiology of menopause and perimenopause. Our bodies stop producing estrogen. What are the side effects of that? Are there any, because this has obviously been going on for thousands of years, but are there any side effects to not replacing that?
0: Well, the biggest studies that we have so far uh, uh, show that uh, there are less consequences than we used to think. Uh, you know, apart from symptoms, uh, there is an accelerated loss of bone density, so an increased risk of osteoporosis, uh, but that can be monitored uh, as appropriate with bone density measurements. Uh, the, there's no clear increased risk of, uh, of heart disease by having the estrogen or not having the estrogen. Um, and, uh, you know, Uh, Generally, there's very little evidence that adding the estrogen will help besides supporting bone density and helping quality of life.
1: What about supplements, Dr. Spread? Are there some supplements you recommend as women start to go through this? Do we then need more iron if we're having very heavy periods during perimenopause? Do you recommend that we take a little bit of extra folic acid or calcium? Any of these kinds of things you recommend?
0: Well, I think that if you're having heavy periods, that's something that you'd want to check with a blood test to see if you need the iron to you know, to individualize that therapy. And some women do. Uh, I think with supplements in general, uh, that uh, there's not a lot of information on uh, you know the non uh, you know non drug supplements uh, uh, having a lot of effect on symptoms. There's certainly anecdotal evidence. But I also want to mention there. Are, there's also non-supplement, uh, non-drug uh, uh, approaches that are frequently used, raising, ranging from acupuncture to mind-body therapies to, you know, even deep breathing, relaxation, and hypnosis.
1: I think those are all great. And exercise as well. We have to keep that bone density with some good strength training. In just the last few minutes, Dr. Spread, give us your best advice when we need to see a doctor, if we think we're starting into perimenopause or menopause, and really your best advice about what you'd like women to do about it and why they should come to Maine Medical Center for their care.
0: Well, I think that uh, uh, the most important thing about menopause is, again, focusing on quality of life issues. Uh, it's, It's an important kind of marker of taking account of health. Uh, both reducing bothersome symptoms, particularly lack of sleep and night sweats that may occur, uh, getting you know, exercise and good physical condition in order. Uh, and I, I think with the uh, endocrinology centers that Maine Medical Center has, there's uh, physicians with uh, a fair amount of expertise uh, in uh, you know dealing with these issues. And the GYN practices, the gynecologic practices associated with Maine Medical Center, also do a lot of this.
1: It's great information. Thank you so much, Dr. Spratt. You're listening to MMC Radio. And for more information, you can go to mainmedicalcenter.org. That's mainmedicalcenter.org, mmc.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.